Welcome to a very special episode of Cardboard Fever. We are back in action here. I am back not traveling at least for the next 10 days or so. Matt is here and we are joined by the man putting on the newest card show in Philadelphia, the Fishtown Card Show, Brett Katz. Brett, thanks for joining, man. And how are you doing this evening? Absolutely, guys. Thank you for having me, Mike and Matt. And I'm doing great. How are you guys? Lovely. Lovely. All right. Yeah. I, you know, Brett, I'm, I'm sure you're still reeling from the Sixers like I am. And so I don't, it, it's, been, it's been a tough couple of days and I'm just thankful I'm not also a Phillies fan because I think they blew a big lead today. So Philly sports are really not being very kind right now. I'm disappointed we only made it about 10 seconds into this podcast and you're already bringing up my Sixers. I may have to end the call. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I, so after I messaged you last week when we were talking and I was like, ah, I'm not going to watch because they won when I didn't watch. And then obviously that was when they blew the big lead, one of the big leads. And so Sunday I got back to my hotel in Wisconsin and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch because I didn't watch and they lost. And I watched Friday in Wisconsin and they won. So I'm like, oh, that, this has to be good luck. And obviously it, didn't end so well and uh yeah then then monday i got home and and i opened my mail and i had a matisse thibel slab and and a couple other thibel cards show up in the mail and i felt like that was like a little bit of like salt in the wound sort of feeling so so really it's all your fault we should be trading you not ben simmons wait so you're not you're, you're not going to invest in ben simmons at your own card show i if you would have asked me this a month ago I would have no, no, no. invested in Ben Simmons. I'm asking you right show. now, right now, right here, right now. No, I, I don't think I get any enjoyment at looking at this. Would you right trade? Now. Would you trade Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum? Straight up. Straight up. If that was the absolute best offer we could get for him, then probably yes. But I'd like to think if we're trading for CJ, it's for CJ and a young piece or. With another team altogether, I, I'd like to think he's got more value than CJ McCollum at this point, but I could be wrong. All right, touche. I can respect that. Yeah, I'm in the same boat there. But anyway, let's talk about the card show. We just got done the Valley Forge card show a couple weeks ago here in Philly, which was honestly it was my first event back that was like you know mainly full capacity in in the Philly area since everything has kind of lightened up here a little bit. So. Brett, before before we go into the card show specifics, how long have you been a collector, man? What what got you into it, and how did you go from okay, I want to collect and and you know buy singles, buy boxes, and whatnot, to hey, I'm going to put on a card show. Yeah, great question. So I've really been collecting most of my life. Uh, like a lot of people, it started with my dad. He was a big memorabilia collector, frame signed jerseys were kind of his thing. So they were always hanging around my house. That became cards. So when I was younger, him and I would take trips out to Chicago, go to the national show. We were hitting up all the local shows, whether it be Valley Forge or Neshaminy Rocks or Valley Mall. So it's definitely always around cards. Um, then I kind of took a break from the hobby, went to college, got a job. Um, and like most people, the pandemic, I just had way too much time on my hands. And I found myself on, on hard Twitter and eBay. And I just found myself buying cards and getting back into it. And 
the more I interacted with people, the more I was enjoying the hobby. And as months went on through the pandemic, I realized that there seemed to be a gap in the market of card shows here actually in the city. Valley Forge Card Show is amazing. They've branded themselves as the Philly show, but they're technically not in the city. Um, and we don't have much of a card presence here as far as even stores. Um, but online, we have a huge community of, of local people yeah. that love to buy and sell and trade cards. Um, so it just seemed like a fit. I, I happen to have a relationship already with the Fillmore. So that was, you know, fingers crossed that they'd be interested when I reached out and everything just kind of aligned. And before I knew it, I was running a card show. <laughs> and before uh, I, I turn it over to Matt, yeah, the Philly suburbs have, have plenty of great stores and I'm sure some of them will, will see at the show, but yep. downtown Philly doesn't really have much living you know, being working down there for a couple of years and, and living in the city for, for a little bit. There, there definitely wasn't too much. And I do have to say for those who might be interested in going, the Fillmore is probably the best venue for a concert or in this case, a card show in the city, definitely top three and, and one of the newest ones. So if you've never been there before, I highly recommend going for any sort of event. It's, it's one of the nicer and, and cleaner places that you can, that you can go. So it's, it's, it's really good, but I will turn it over to Matt for, for his question. So fun fact real quick, you mentioned Valley Forge um, to our listeners out there. I'm a massive Larry Fitzgerald fan, and that's where he originally was discovered where he, before he went to Pitt at Valley Forge Military Academy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a fun fact. Right? So, all right. So, Brett, Brett with a B, baseball, Brett. Uh, Brett, what? who are some of your favorite players to collect? Oh, that's a good question. So, I would say the person I have the most is easily Matisse Thibel. When I first started getting into collecting was when like all the Matisse Thibel, or excuse me, when I first got back into collecting um, during COVID was all the Matisse Thibel hype last season. So I just started buying one of every Matisse Thibel I can find. Um, Why him? And now, man, he's, he's just the most likable dude. Like he, Besides the fact that he's a hard worker and a great defender, he's just like the nicest guy in the world. He's got that baby face. Like, it's just so hard not to like him. Um, and he's a young wing player that I feel like we haven't had in forever. Um, so, yeah, just, I just I can't help myself. I love Matisse Thibault. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I meant to add why him to my question, but it can continue. So you have a bunch of Matisse, Matisse Thibault cards. Um, uh, you gave us your reason why you like him, but just – Tell us a little bit more about your collection. Yeah, so I have way too many Matisse Thibel cards. Um, I've definitely been slowly starting to invest in Tyrese Maxey. Other than that, I'm mostly a proven star kind of guy as opposed to younger. Um, I've got a bunch of Giannis, a bunch of Durant, a bunch of Kobe, a bunch of LeBron. I've been buying Vlad Jr. recently. Um, and I've definitely been getting more into slabs very recently over the past couple of weeks. I'm starting to add to my slab collection. So I'm a little all over the place. I'm definitely a singles buyer. Um, and yeah, I mostly go for the more proven players. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I love it. And if you got any extra thigh bowl, swing by my table, I will gladly take them off your hands because I have recently gotten into Thibel over the last, I don't know, six weeks or so. And 
I started it. So I, you know, Matt knows this. I have not watched a ton of basketball really until this year. So, and probably most of that is because Matt was always talking about college basketball when we, when we started recording. So I started paying attention and I, I love, I love somebody with a good work ethic. And I, it was funny. I couldn't, I could say when I brought a stack of cards with me to Valley Forge, I sold almost everyone except two slabs. And Brett, I'll give you the first guess as to the one slab I couldn't sell. Well, now I feel like it's Ben Simmons. Of course, yes. Yeah. It's a Ben Simmons <laughs> 2017 Prism Ruby Wave Gem Mint 10. I think this is a super short print, if I'm not mistaken. It's a super nice card. And this was before I wanted to personally drive him to any city outside of Philadelphia that he wanted to go to. So I, I am sure, listen, I'll bring that card with me. Maybe I can trade it. Maybe, probably not. But anyway, so you got the idea for the card show. I remember seeing it pretty early on on Twitter. I don't remember who tagged me in it. It might have been Hive Cards. It might have been our friend friend of the show who's sharing the table with me and Anthony Pepe. I forget who, honestly, but how, uh, you know, from, from your perspective and you're, you're kind of building this from the ground up and you're getting the word out on social media and on one of the radio stations, I forget which one, I know you mentioned it to me. So how has the, how hard is it, you know, promotionally just to get everything up and running? What goes into getting the word out there? Um, it's extremely hard. I'd say I'm, I'm really going against two things. One is we're starting from scratch. So just sort of getting people aware of the show is, is one challenge. Um, and the second thing is the hobby, as I've learned more so over the last couple months, but I, I certainly always knew is a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? definitely tighten it and not always open to the newbies, right? To like the new guys in the hobby that are coming to shows and trying to sell their cards over comp. And I think they know what they're doing. And, and I'm, as far as these guys are concerned, I'm as new as they get. And this card show is brand new. So trying to prove myself to both vendors and people that would want to spend their time at a card show um, is definitely a challenge in itself. And I'm super grateful to have the Fillmore backing us. I think that um, kind of gave us an extra bit of legitimacy up front when it came to marketing. Um, but other than that, honestly, because we've gotten so many amazing vendors early on and, and people we've connected with like yourself, we've just been really lucky that um, the event's really been marketing itself in a lot of ways, just having our vendors sharing it with their followers and, and helping spread the word. Um, so we've definitely been really lucky with the people we've been able to partner with so far. So obviously you have a, a handful of, or, you know, a bunch of local stores, guys like me selling at a table and whatnot. But the one thing, the thing I think is really cool is there's, there's a lot going on that weekend, DJ food prizes. Uh, we kind of talked it beforehand, but this to me, in addition to a card show, is kind of like, I want to call it like a, almost like a weekend hangout, like music, tons of food tons of stuff to do in in the Fillmore and, and around the Fillmore so uh, talk a little bit more about kind of how that all came to be and and what can people expect that you can at least tell us at, at this point yeah thanks for asking so you know I've been to many card shows and 
I mean this in the best way possible because I think they're fantastic, but they're all very similar, right? You walk in, it's more yeah. of a convention center vibe or even a casino room vibe, or it's just one big open space, a bunch of tables, everyone's walking around buying, selling, trading, and it's amazing, right? But I feel like you could almost close your eyes and open them and not be able to tell which card show you're in, really just depending on the size and how many tables they had. So when I wanted to take this on, especially once the film work came on board, I knew I wanted it to be something a little extra than just cards, not to take away from the reason people are going to come in the first place, right? We know that's to, to buy and, and look at cards and sell cards, uh, but just sort of a reason to hang out once you've kind of done your rounds and gone through the tables. We're going to have an artist there, um, a local Philadelphia painter who's not only going to be selling some of his sports pieces there, but he's going to be doing some live art pieces at the show. Um, we have yourself. We've been in talks about possibly recording a live podcast at the show, which I think is an awesome opportunity uh, for people to come out and, and see you guys do this live. We're going to have a bunch of different breaks going on and giveaways inside the show. Um, we are going to have a grading company that's going to be there taking submissions, Hall of Fame grading. Uh, one day, PSA and Beckett will catch up and they'll be at our show. And until then, uh, we're hanging out with Hall of Fame grading. They're fantastic guys from Toronto that are going to be driving down, uh, taking people's submissions. We've got a comic book vendor. We've got um, a video game vendor. Really just a bunch of different stuff going on. The DJ that you mentioned, uh, just more of a reason to people to come hang out. We'll have food there. We're at the Fillmore, so they have a bar. If you're 21, you can you know, hang out in the back and grab a drink while you're there. So we're definitely going for, I'd say, a different vibe than your typical card show. Hey, Brad. So you mentioned earlier in the interview that you're – well, you got back into the, the industry or the hobby more recently, as did I, within what, Mike, like last uh, February-ish? Yeah. So – what was the most eye-opening thing for you getting back into the hobby? That's a great question. Um, I think the most eye-opening thing for me was how many people there are in the hobby. I really, you know, yep. when I was collecting before, it was really eBay or going to card shows. Um, and now it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Like by this point, everywhere I look, people are selling cards and buying cards locally, you know, all throughout the country, people are shipping these cards around. I don't think I realized quite how big the community was and how passionate the community was. And it's, I mean, obviously been music to my ears um, to have so many awesome people to work with, but that's definitely been very eye-opening. You know, uh, I completely agree with that answer. And I believe, uh, who was it? I think it was Hive Cards. I was talking when we had him on the show. I think it's not only the amount of people that are in the in the hobby, but it's also who's in the hobby. You know, you don't like to stereotype people, but like when you think about cards, you kind of think like nerdy people and all that. But really, there's like there's a bunch of athletes. There's a bunch of uh, everyone. There's a bunch of people that you wouldn't expect that are in the hobby. And to me. That's what makes the hobby that much more fun. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's it's so awesome when you see someone famous or someone that you wouldn't expect to be in the hobby, in the hobby. And I've definitely realized over this time, especially that all these sort of similar hobbies surrounded in sports and collectibles, a lot of it's the same people, right? It's the same people 
that like sneakers, some of them start to like cards and some of those people buy Pokemon cards and maybe they buy sneakers. And it's just one huge big community of people that just like collecting and flipping and, and trading. And um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. I think the coolest thing is, I mean, I, you know, just a couple of weeks ago at the Valley Forge show, I was talking to a guy, I don't have my wallet, so I can't pull up the business card. He's like, hey, there's a, there's a new show in, in downtown Philly in, in July, and he, and he hadn't heard about it. So I, I actually t- ended up texting him the, the, the picture with the, with the invite on it and whatnot. And he said, well, where, where do you sell cards if it's not on eBay or at a store? And I said, honestly, I have more luck on Twitter than I do anywhere else. Facebook Marketplace, mainly just because I try to avoid Facebook, I don't use too often. But I've heard good things about it recently from a couple couple friends. So I think I'm, maybe I'll, I'll put some stuff up there. But I, for the most part, I think everybody typically is very friendly on Twitter when they're selling cards. Obviously, there's always a few outliers. It, it wouldn't be the internet if there weren't a few outliers. But let, let's go back to the show. I, man, I have so many questions I could think of asking. I don't even know where to go with this one now. So you also have some partners. I know there's a athletes charity that's going to be involved uh so who's involved from from that standpoint that that we can highlight here yeah totally so obviously we're getting support from the Fillmore um that's a live nation owned venue so we have live nation and Ticketmaster are sort of running the back end of the show uh when it comes to ticketing all that kind of stuff we're running some on-air commercials with 94 WIP who has gotten behind our event uh, we're working with the Fishtown Business District here in Fishtown, who is helping support our event to try to turn this into a long-standing local event. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, we have Carson Wentz's Army of One charity, who still has one of the arms of their charity here in Philadelphia. They're going to be coming and setting up at the show and raffling off some autograph memorabilia, probably some Carson Wentz college stuff, as opposed to his Philly <laughs> or Colt stuff. Uh but yeah, so we've been really blessed with some more corporate type sponsors. Um, Hall of Fame Grading, like I mentioned before, uh, have all kind of gotten behind and supported the show. Um, yeah, so it's, it's been really great. Um, and we have a couple others that we're in talk with just to try to keep spicing up the show, add some more cards and also uh, some more fun collectible type stuff going on. So yeah, it's been really exciting. And I can't get over the fact that there's pretty much if you... If you like anything, whether it be cards or games or comics or memorabilia, there's pretty much something for just about everybody in Philadelphia to want to go for at least a little bit. And I, I correct me if I'm wrong, the show is Saturday and Sunday, July 24th and 25th, 10 a.m. to 3, 3 p.m. both days, if I'm if I'm not wrong there. I, I Naturally, I don't have the sheet in front of me right now, but. No, you nailed it. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday, July 24th and 25th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And there's a good chance we'll be having uh, sort of like an after party uh, after the Saturday event is over at a local venue. Uh, just another place if people want to keep talking cards and, and show off and trade some stuff that they got at the show. We have that in the works now as well. Uh, but yeah, July 24th and 25th at the Fillmore. All right. So I will go with my follow-up question now. We're talking about you know, kind of who you collect and, and whatnot. And, and I've saw some of your, your recent posts on some of the slabs you got, but what's, uh, what's, 
what's your next target? Like, what are you, you know, if you, if you had a bulletin board of this is what I want to go after now, is there, is there something on your, your radar that you're either trying to convince yourself to spend the money on, or you're just waiting for the right, right card to pop up on eBay or Facebook or wherever? Um, it's embarrassing to say, but I've been buying a lot of Jason Tatum embarrassing because I'm a Sixers season ticket holder. Um, <laughs> but I just love his price right now. I've always been obsessed with him. I think this, the sky is the limit for him, especially on the offensive end. I truly think he's going to be one of the top few players in the NBA in a few years. And yeah, I've been able to find a bunch of his, um, optics labs, different types of variations, all at pretty decent prices in my opinion. So Oddly enough, I've been buying Jason Tatum. I I can't argue that. Even yeah, it does. It's you know, it's a little painting when it's not a Philadelphia guy. But I have plenty of non-Philadelphia in my PC as well, so I I can't necessarily argue it. But I do have to ask before I turn it over to Matt. And I don't know if you know this, but do we have anybody there who may be selling the Formula One cards? Because those oh, are my those are my jam right now. That is a great question. I'm staring at our vendor list right now. I'm trying to think if I've seen any of these guys with Formula One. I'm going to get back to you on that. If if we don't, we certainly should. I would love to have some Formula One stuff there. Um, yeah, I'll have to get back to you on that one. Yeah, I'm trying to buy a box or two when the Topps flagship comes out, but I think it literally comes out like the day before the show, so I don't know if I'll have it. And if it's anything like the Chrome, Topps Chrome prices, it'll be way out of my budget. Naturally, of course. Go ahead, Matt. See now, love you guys both, but that—that's where you fail in gambling. When Mike said it's kind of hard to get excited for if it's not Philadelphia. When it comes to gambling, or which is what the hobby is, it's essentially gambling. Unless you just want to collect, you got to go outside your comfort zone and collect people that you know you don't necessarily really like, but you know their value's high. So. Who are you looking forward to in the upcoming year that's uh, maybe NFL or in the NBA draft that's coming out soon uh, that you're looking forward to collect that maybe maybe it's not going to Philly, but that's going to make some money? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not a huge NFL collector. I really lament the fact that like only quarterbacks seem to yes. have much value. Dude, yes. But before you finish, before you finish the answer, no one's ever brought that up before. I don't think I've discussed this with Mike. Before you finish the answer about the NBA too, I I just it absolutely blows my mind that the only major value in the NFL is quarterbacks. And there's there's so many good players and it just disgusts me that like the only essentially the only essential money you can make is on quarterbacks. I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I couldn't agree more. I'm I'm a fantasy football player at heart. That's uh, I've been doing that for a long time well before cards. So when I got back into the hobby, I'm buying, you know, last year I'm buying Cam Akers and Jonathan Taylor and, you know, all yep. these exciting rookies and running backs and wide receivers and Isaiah Simmons and Chase Young. And it didn't take me long to realize I was going to lose money on just about all those guys. And it was yep. just the quarterbacks that were holding. I think it's terrible. Dude, I, I couldn't agree more. And but like I said before, you answered the NBA question, who you're looking forward to next year in the draft. Uh, dude, like I was big on Chris Godwin and, and, and Mike knows that. And I still collect yeah. Chris Godwin. Like I can't make any money off of him, and yeah. it's not that I want to because he's a Penn State guy and I'm a Penn State guy, but I like to have some value there, and, and it's just not there because he's not a quarterback. Yep, yeah, it's it's a shame. I hope at some point that turns. 
Definitely. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that with the card market evolving since the pandemic and it's continuing to evolve, I think that it might shift that way eventually. But let's get back to the original second part of that question. Who are you looking forward to in the NBA draft this year? So I got to be honest, I am not a college sports fan very much. So I don't watch a ton of college basketball or football. I sort of deep dive on the prospects when it comes to draft season. Um, So I would sort of just be kind of taking a shot in the dark as far as 2021 NBA draft prospects. But I can tell you that I watched as many LaMelo ball games as I possibly could last season and felt like I was cut short. So I'm just waiting for LaMelo to take the court again. I love watching him play. Okay. That, that's fair. I, I definitely think that we were all cut short because of the injury. Uh, Mike, what else do you have here? Yeah, great. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that struggles with watching college sports because even college, <laughs> I just can't, I can't keep up with it. I don't know why. It's very difficult, and college hockey is obviously nowhere near as big well, as M- Mike, you, you know that I'd rather watch Eastern Michigan versus Central Michigan instead of Alabama versus LSU. You know that. Yeah, you've, you're very strange with the college sports you like to watch. Like, you like to like, like Eastern, you know, Eastern, Western Kentucky, Central, North versus, you know, Montgomery County Community College basketball team. Versus North like Idaho a, State. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds like a gambling man to me. No one watches those games if they don't have money. <laughs> oh, yeah, smart man, smart man. Yes, that is me. That is me. But, but go ahead, Mike. My bad. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, yeah, like uh, Brett mentioned, I'll be doing some sort of live show. If Matt's able to come into town, Matt will join me. Uh, I'll be at a table with friend of the show, and you'll see him on Twitter, Anthony Pepe, and, and probably some others. And, if anybody's there, just come up to the table and we'll record with you. We'll make it like a fan sort of thing. We'll have some fun. And depending on who's there, maybe we'll we'll squeeze a couple minutes out of them as well, if, if possible. But I'm super pumped. We've got just about like four minutes left here. So, Brett, I'll turn it over to you if there's anything else we're missing about the show, anything maybe that you can't say yet that you can allude to that's coming, like you know, if, if somebody's on the fence about why, you know, hey, I just went to the Valley Forge card show. I don't know if I need to go another one now. Why do they need to go? Sure. So for me, the card show, if you're into collecting like I am, the card show in general is just sort of the mecca, right? Like just to be surrounded by people that are buying cards and that are into cards, like no one in my real life wants to see my Jason Tatum card. But when I'm at the card show, everyone wants to see my Jason Tatum card, right? Like it's like-minded people that are into this hobby that think and breathe cards. Um, And, you know, even though we are trying to do some exciting, fun stuff around the card show, we're definitely not trying to reinvent the wheel. So if you just enjoy collecting cards and going to card shows and looking at and buying cards, I think we're for you. Um, we're in a cool spot. So certainly if you're in or around the city and you're tired of having to take I-76 down to see a card show, um, we'll be able to help you there. We do have parking, which everyone keeps asking me. Yes, there is parking at the show. Um, and yeah, so I just think if you're into card shows, we're going to be a pretty cool one and, and hopefully one that sticks around for a long time. We eventually want to go down the route of having some athletes and celebrities at the show where we are in talks with a few people. It'll It'll more likely be our second show than this first one, but we may have one or two people trickle in. Um, but yeah, just we want to leverage 
the Fillmore, just like you said, if you haven't been down to the Fillmore, this is a great excuse to come down during the day and check it out. Um, whether you have kids or are younger or a family or whatever it may be, uh, we're hoping it's going to be a great event for everyone. Awesome. And, and I'll wrap it up by saying, yeah, if, if the Fillmore's got plenty of parking nearby. If anybody going has any questions, I know the area very well. Feel free to reach out to, to me on Twitter and I'll... Wait, Mike. Mike, before we wrap it up, I, I think we need to get this made on a t-shirt, literally. No one wants to see my Jason Tatum card in real life, but everyone does at a card show. I couldn't idea. agree more. I mean, he's 110% right, but it, that's that's probably the greatest card quote I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I will if I will make it happen and you know what? Maybe if maybe I'll find uh, I'll use our uh, the guy who came up with the card cardboard fever logo and we'll, we'll get a logo behind it and put it on some stickers and some t-shirts and if I can get them printed in the next month, I'll get them printed in the next month and we can have some fun with it. Stickers will definitely be easy to print in a month. T-shirts. Yes. T-shirts. Yes. I, I don't know. It's, it's a little tough right now. Well, the, the saying is a t-shirt, so a sticker is just as good. Yeah. You, you know what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll wrap it up there. Brett, I appreciate your time, man. I'm, I'm look, looking forward to being there. One, one month and one day from when we're recording, probably just less than a month when this comes out Friday morning. So guys, I hope you enjoyed it. Brett, thank you very much. And uh, where can everybody find, you know, where can everybody find more info on the on the show on social media? You can check us out on Instagram at Fishtown Card Show. That's our main hub. You can buy tickets at www.fishtowncardshow.com. Listen for our ads on 94WIP. And if you are interested uh, in becoming a vendor or getting involved with the show or just have some questions, send us an email, fishtowncardshow at gmail.com. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate your time, Matt. I'll leave it to you to sign us off for the week. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Brett, as always, for what well, not as always, but thanks for, for joining us. And um, as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for finding us, whether it's on Twitter or wherever you listen to us or on Instagram. And let's keep living the dream and living the hobby. <laughs>